Good afternoon, Patriots, and it is Monday, June 20th in the year 2022. And on this Monday, we can absolutely pronounce that the world has gotten no less sane over the weekend, just in case you were wondering. We are still dealing with the rise of confused genders. We are still dealing with the walking zombies who thinks that the government is a good thing and owes them something. And we are still having the obsession of everyone needing to get out and vote while the food supplies are getting short and the economy is crashing. But that's okay. I'm sure it all will all work out just fine. Make sure you are keeping your immune system strong in this period of time. That's an extremely important aspect to staying healthy and in the fight. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune systems strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at expeditioncoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. You know, the U.S. Army is now teaching West Point cadets racist, anti-American critical race theory. So if you're wondering what's going to happen in the time of war, Look for the rainbow-painted Humvee to come driving down the street with soldiers in skirts and high heels jumping out and arresting all the white people as the Chinese and the Russians roll us up. (laughs) I'll tell you, our military strong right there. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm I'm ready for the F-35 that's going to have the rainbow tail painted to scare off those evil Chinese. But there is some interesting stuff on that front with the with Putin, President Putin. There was a post that was put out some time ago and it's well within the, not some time ago recently and this post is quite interesting because it reads and this is from him I will make public the depopulation plan that the United States and Europe have prepared. It will be the scientists hidden in the bioweapons labs that have been found who will uncover everything. They are right now in Moscow. We've been theorizing that for some time. And that looks to be the future of the Great Awakening. That's why I've said, I beginning increasingly fingers are pointing to the fact that Q is a Russian operation. That would crack me up. It really would. 
it'd be pretty good. But here's a piece from President Putin. This recently came out just over the last few days. And this has a translation with it, so take a listen. That's a populism inward. They want their people to eat less, to put on warmer clothes, to refuse to heat their houses for the good, for the benefit of the people, allegedly, that they want to do these things under the sign of solidarity in the North Atlantic countries. Step by step, they make one after another, they make decisions that push the global economy to the crisis, to recession. They break up chains of logistics and supply, they increase inflation and inequality, they decrease well-being of millions of people and in the poorest countries. And I have just said about that. It could be leading to massive famine. And who's going to be responsible for that? That would be President Trump is who they will blame. You know that. And then they'll blame whites and the white racism and they'll blame climate change. Those three kind of in that order. And so that's the the left is, is a fantastic group of people in their confirmation, in the way they think. Here's a great little perspective on leftist thinking. If gender doesn't exist and there's a million of them, how come they only offered two sex changes, male or female? If gender doesn't exist, why are they fighting for female reproductive rights? If men can get pregnant, how come men don't have a say in abortion? Or is it still no uterus, no opinion? The mental gymnastics you guys must go through to continue to be right in your own mind is fascinating, really. <laughs> it's not just fascinating. It's this is literally like a science experiment, and it is it is stunning to witness to witness all of this. And this is literally the logic stream that they're working on, which is rather phenomenal. One thing to keep in mind is that when Nazi Germany fell, and they were all falling back to the center, I'll refer to it as the citadel, the, the center strength strong point stronghold of the Germans, the Nazis. A few things that they were doing: they were deploying children ages like 8, 10, 12 years old, kitted up in uniform to fight the Russians. They were telling the public that they were, they were winning and they were encouraging the public to sacrifice for the betterment of the cause. Some of this might sound familiar, like waging war on our children with a bioweapon to kill them or maim them permanently, telling the people that in this new green deal that we need to sacrifice for the betterment of the cause. See how that works? See, the globalists are losing right now. The problem is they're the ones that control this system. And they are going to squeeze and make it hurt for everybody here while they pilfer and try to steal every possible thing they can for their own benefit. I'm happy the Russians are in Ukraine. They need to be keep cleaning it out. And it's nothing like we're being told because they're using a very strategic method of slow process and slow strangulation and kill. It's good. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. It's time to pray. Father, we come to you today very humbled, very awake, very aware of the challenges that this world has put before us, and there are many. We have to be, we're going to begin today, Father, just for a prayer for President Donald J. Trump. We're just going to pray that he can be the president that can humble himself before you truly humble himself before the nation truly and start moving us forward towards healing. While he may be 
he has a lot of accountability for things that have happened and transpired over this last couple of years. Nonetheless, he carries the weight of influence that few have. And we just pray that he can get back on that path to focus and put Christ first in all things. We, Father, we really pray for just some of the disruption of some of this political nonsense that's going on. People start to wake up to realize that so much of this politicking that's going on right now is just games to position people to gain power. We, the people, have the right and will to choose a government, and we can. And People need to be informed to do it. But sadly, with all this rhetoric that's going on right now in the political space of pitting Republicans against Democrats, and we're not really solving anything because we're not really getting to the core of where the real problem is. Ultimately, Father, we're going to have to take a deep look at ourselves and how as a nation we got here. How were we so willing to cast aside our small businesses and in the previous generations to join corporate slave enslavement? Why were we so willing to walk away from growing food, which was used to be a staple of every American home? Why were we so willing to take a menial job and give up our skills and trades? All for what? And in the end, we, we were pretty clear where that came from. That manipulation never had to happen, but we accepted it as the offer of convenience and expansion of personal wealth and ex- extensions of lines of credit to make life easier. And every one of us at one point or another in our lives owns that piece. And so forgive us for these transgressions because this is truly a place where as a nation we have fallen deeply. We have fallen to the place where that sort of idolatry, that sort of obsession of ease, making life easier, making life easier for the children, building up trust so the children don't have to worry about anything. We've taken away the aspects of life of growth, and we're now reaping the rewards of what we grew. And like anybody that is, has their hands in the soil and is sowing seeds, we know that the seeds that we sow will yield the crops that we will, we will become dependent upon. Father, right now we're in the process of having to re-sow our fields, of re-sow everything that we have come to accept as normal. We're relearning what it is to garden. We're relearning what it is to taste food again, both physically and metaphorically. We are relearning again the aspects of feeding richly on the love and the spiritual wealth that you provided for us. Because we have drifted a long ways away from this. As a nation, we've become consumed so much with the me. As a nation, we've been obsessed always about what we're going to get for it. And we're just failing to understand that this nation was put together on the principle that we were given sovereignty through you. And yet, you hardly exist in our world anymore. In our hearts, in our homes, yes but not in our government, not in our schools, not in our legal institutions, even in our military is being pushed out. And it's a sad thing because this was a nation built on the foundations of you, Lord, on the foundations of the one God who sacrificed his son, Jesus, for us to have salvation and life everlasting. We weren't a hybrid mix of Judeo-Christian ethics. We were a principle of 
the love in Christ ethics and those rules of your, your rules of living. A principle, a nation built around the framework of the Ten Commandments. Lord, we need to get back there. We need to stop the rhetoric of churches trying to vie for more audience so they can pay bigger bills and build another big mega complex. We need to be taking off all the pastors that see their duty as building a better salary and base for their own companies and industries called churches. We need to get back to the fire at the pulpit of people literally talking about the true meaning and relationship to Christ. We need presidents that are humbled before you, Lord, and humbled with Jesus in their heart. They can speak to the nation that way. And as they do, speak to the others, the other faiths and other religions with respect, but understanding what the core is that we were as a nation. We need to get God back in our schools. You, Lord, we need to come back into the schools. We need to have the teachings, the biblical teachings back into our schools. And all that said, we know that these institutions are so deeply corrupt, we cannot continue to look to the institutions to fix themselves when they are the ones waging war upon us. So, Lord, we pray deeply for the strength and motivation for people to take control, take charge of their lives again. A powerful place where they can literally start saying, okay, I'm going to homeschool my child. I'm going to bring the church into my home with a home church and study. I'm going to build that intimate relationship around Jesus and God in the center of my home in all things that I do, not just as a one-stop, once-a-week event. I'm going to take responsibility for my food and grow food. Even if it's not all that I eat or all I consume, I'm going to take responsibility for some of the nourishment that comes into my body so that I can once again learn to appreciate the bounty that you provide for us. I'm going to use my gifts and talents to start building a small business so I'm not dependent on a corporate yoke or the government yoke. I'm going to use my knowledge and my research and what I'm going to continue to do to expand my control over my own health and my wellness, understanding that, understanding that spiritual health and wellness is at the center of that. I'm going to be more focused on expanding my knowledge as I grow, not just accepting not filling my time with entertainment and piddly things, but to be reading in scripture, to be learning great things in the world, to be gaining skills that I need. And I'm going to be looking heavily at stewardship, Lord, so that we manage our energies better, that we manage our resources better, and that we create homes that are sovereign places. So, Father, that's our prayer today. We just pray for that for all of those that are out here listening, that we can become stronger and more resolved in that place to once again revitalize that powerful place that you put within us to be sovereign, to be disciples of you. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There's really no more radical act than the act of taking control of our lives. And that's one of the things that is a, short little piece here, about one minute, 37 seconds of, and this is, was recorded on, on um, The War Room with Steve Bannon, but it's a perspective of black America, but it applies to us all. Think about this nation, Royce, if you'd had the $9 trillion, instead of putting it for this globalist empire, we had put that into the United States over 20 years, 
into you know Detroit, into Baltimore, into St. Louis. These places would be, you would have a renaissance. Royce White. Well, these people have no interest in those places, and and that's the message and the ministry of truth that I continue to try and bring into my community. And and you know it, it is Juneteenth, and I'm I'm very happy and honored to be on the War Room uh, on this historic day. And many in the mainstream media uh, would consider this a betrayal. But what I've been trying to emphasize to the black community is the the great lie that we've been sold and bought is that our freedom, our civil rights and our prosperity in this country, our American citizenship is is inextricable from the ever expansion of of government. You know, we are permanent wards of the state and and you know, even a person like James Baldwin who would have traditionally been seen as being on the left talked about the the injustice of being viewed as a permanent ward of the state. And somewhere in here, the mainstream media caught wind that many competent black leaders were vehemently against black America becoming wards of the state. And and uh, when those leaders left, not only did the black community become a permanent ward of the state, which the globalists continue for us to be, but we've become the pilot in the microcosm for all of the working class to become permanent wards of an ever-expanding welfare state and government. And that's what they want for everybody, is for everybody to become a permanent ward. Now, we're under attack, and like I said, there's if you look at pretty much the way things are coming down, my opinion is that most of the resources that they need to get access to to shut this economy down, they're not controlling. So when you don't control these, you go about a couple of things. One, you create a frenzy and you you force issues that, like the economy is collapsing, so you're going to blame it on other people. And this is completely a blame game right now that we're doing right now. So they're blaming oil and gas for the rising prices. My guess is that oil and gas is probably holding back a lot of the resources for gas at the pump that is needed because the policies are geared so much to try to benefit these people. Remember, every time they get, they tax gas, it is a massive boon to this government. The other thing to keep in mind is that they can't. They are trying to shut down this energy sector. This company, this country, is very resilient in its resources. So, of course, we've seen the spontaneous combustion of many food processing plants. Well, over a hundred right now, which is amazing. I never knew food was so combustible. And now we're seeing the attack on coal. The usurper and his administration have been warning of an upcoming energy crisis where blackouts and brownouts can be expected. Coal provides up to one-fifth of U.S. energy. That is six coal train derailments within North America in the last 30 days. That along with everything else, the food plant fires, baby food formula, bacteria, peanut butter, cows, eggs. Folks, if you don't see it by now, the United States and the American way of life has been under attack for quite some time now. Yes, it has. And that's our way of life that's being attacked by an insidious government that is no longer your friend. Most of the agencies have turned against you. And that means that in the end of the day, it's as it should be. Because what I think God is showing us the most is that this country has always been ours to steward. So it's time for us to pony up and start acting like it. We have so willfully, and we still see it happen, this worship of having someone else fix it for us. 
That's why politics drives me nuts because it's not just about representation. It's a greater step that people are looking towards that to be the solution. Way too many, not everyone. But that isn't going to be the solution. You can put Donald Trump back in today and it is not going to change anything. You could put 40 congressmen in there that'll suddenly take control of the House. And until we control the lobbyists and until we control the special interests and all the corporate money flowing in there, we're not going to have good representation. And we're not going to get that into the system until we get back to the vote, which has to be squared away. It has to be, the voter rolls have to be cleaned up and people have to stop believing that somehow this doing the same thing over and over is going to fix things. Our greatest actions right now rest within our community. And in the midst of all of this and all this noise and all this craziness, we are still under attack. They've approved the vaccine for six years old kids. They're rushing forward with that. And here's the real about what's going on with the vax. All right, this won't be up for long. Share as much as you can. Mike Eden, ex-chief scientist of Pfizer, has stated that it is now too late to save any person who has been injected with any COVID-19 vaccine. He urges those who have not yet been injected with the deadly compound to fight for the continuation of humans and the lives of their children. The world-acclaimed immunologist goes on to outline the process which he says will kill the vast majority of people now alive. Immediately on receipt of the first injection, around 0.8% of people die within two weeks. The survivors have a life expectancy of two years on average, but this is decreased with every top-up or booster injection. We know this. And to what degree this actually hits, we won't know until it's all done and over. But people are dying regularly, and it's being coded as something completely unrelated, of course, to the injection. It's just like, oh, another heart attack. Oh, another stroke. There is now, in, what is it, instant death syndrome in, in adults? I mean, this is, this is the nonsense. The war is waging uh, around us. And we have a deep responsibility not only to hold the line, but to re- reinforce those foundations and those perimeter walls of our faith to build our tribes and to prepare for a, t- a moment when so many are going to be looking around and it's coming. It's not like it's, it's, it's like this future time. It's already happening, happening. People are looking around right now asking what the heck is going on? Well, what's going on is this government, this leadership, this global cabal of criminals that have taken over the governments of the world has decided that we're no longer relevant and they're using every aspect they can to, to, deride us, to to divide us, to destroy the family network, and in so doing, trying to leave us so that we can't continue forward. That's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen because at the end of the day, we pivot back to that one place that they cannot take away from us. That's our love and faith in Christ to the Father. And that's where we have to stay and remain in this fight all the time. So patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. We need a lot of prayers for the healing and strength of this nation right now. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. I've got Nick Searcy on tonight. Should be a great show. 
So I'll see you then. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, 
we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.